Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Friday, August 28th, 2020. Today's poem is by another one of those poets with an August birthday, Mary Jo Salter, who was born on August 15th of 1954. She is an American poet and a co-editor of the Norton Anthology of Poetry, and she also teaches writing at John, Johns Hopkins University. Before I get to her poem today, though, I want to remind you that uh, September 1st is the deadline for our Young Listeners Contest, so be sure to uh, go to our Facebook page or go back to the episodes that describe the rules on that, and uh, be, be sure to get your, your entries in. We've got some great folio books waiting for some, some winners, so I just wanted to remind everyone about that. That brings us to today's poem. As I said, it is by Mary Jo Salter, and it is called Home Movies, a sort of ode. It goes like this. Because it hadn't seemed enough after a while to catalog more Christmases, the three-layer cakes ablaze with birthday candles that Blizzard Billy took a shovel to, fellow's lawnmower tour of the yard, the tree forts, the shoot 'em ups between the boys in new string ties and cowboy hats and holsters, or mother sticking a bow as big as a musketeer ears in my hair, my father sometimes turned the gaze of his camera to subjects more artistic or universal. Long close-ups of a rose's face. A real-time sunset in nearly an hour. What surely were some brilliant autumn leaves before their colors faded to dry beige on the aging film. A great deal of pacing at the zoo by polar bears and tigers caged, he seemed to say, like him. What happened between him and her is another story, and just as well we have no movie of it, only some unforgiving scowls she gave through terrifying ticking silence when he must have asked her, no soundtrack, for a smile. Still, what I keep yearning for isn't those generic cherry blossoms at their peak, or the brave daffodil after a snowfall. It's the rerun surprise of the unshuttered prefab blanks of windows at the back of the house, and how the lines of aluminum siding are scribbled on with meaning only for us who lived there. It's the pair of elephant bookends I'd forgotten, with the upraised trunks like handles, and the books they meant to carry in one block to a future that scattered all of us. And look, it's the stoneware mixing bowl figured with hand-holding dancers handed down so many years ago to my own kitchen, still valueless, unbroken. Here she's happy, teaching us to dye the Easter eggs in it, a Grecian urn of sorts near which a foster child of silence and slow time myself. I smile, because she does, and patiently await my turn. So this is one of those poems that is certainly communicating with poems of the past. It references Keats's famous poem, Ode on a Grecian Urn, which is maybe, it's certainly one of the most influential, one of the most uh, important, famous poems of the Romantic era. And of course, in that poem, Keats is, uh, he is commenting on and contemplating uh, an, an urn, a, a Grecian urn, and the images that are depicted on it. You might know this poem for its famous pair of lines that go like this. Beauty is truth. Truth is beauty. That is all ye know on earth and all ye need to know. 
And of course, Keats's poem is about um, the, the nature of art itself, the way art is experienced, what the things that art can do um, for um, the human soul, the ways that symbols work. There's, you know, all these different um, ideas that are in the middle, uh, that are embedded in Keats's Ode to a Grecian Urn. And here in the Salter poem, Mary Jo Salter poem, we have more of a contemplation of, of images, right? Of the way images mean things, of the way they represent things. Um, in this poem, I think there's this layer of nostalgia um, intertwined with, uh, with pain, right? In fact, maybe ultimately uh, most nostalgia is um, glazed with some sort of uh, pain. And here, Salter seems to be asking questions about the way that the images that we create actually represent the lives that we have lived. Are they accurate? Which bits of them are accurate? She talks about how her father turned to things more universal, more general, more artistic, roses and sunsets and things like that. But what she most recognizes in these videos is, is a bowl. Um, it's the look her mother makes. It's the, the specific you know, there's things that are very specific to her experience that that cause her to look back with nostalgia at times, for times before there was division, before there was pain, and also to recognize um, the pain for what it was. And yet it seems that her father turned to sunsets and roses and things like that to um, to perhaps escape a pain to perhaps see a different side of the world, uh, to see something more universal, to escape from the particulars of his own situation. And yet the images that are most meaningful to her are the ones that call her mind back to the pain, that help her make sense of that pain, that help her see herself in the midst of it and how it shaped her. And I suspect that in the age of the iPhone and of Instagram, of the having high-def video cameras in our pockets all the time, we can uh, um, empathize with what's going on in this poem, with the, with the instinct to want to record everything, with the instinct to want to preserve memories. And I think also we can identify with the experience of going back and looking at those videos and the sort of twinge of the heart that, that looking back can, uh, can offer us. Sometimes it's pure nostalgia. It's the desire to go back to the moment that we're seeing. And sometimes it's, we look at an image or a, or a video from a time ago and we realize what was going on that moment and we think about how the moment shaped us. Um, and I suppose it's a complicated part of existence and thus makes sense to, to show up in, in poetry quite often. So if you'd like, uh, go read uh, Keats's Ode on a Grecian Urn, or yeah, I think we even did, that, did it on the podcast a year or so ago. Um, go listen to that if you'd like and uh, make it a double feature of sorts with these two poems. So once more, here is Home Movies, a sort of ode by Mary Jo Salter. Because it hadn't seemed enough after a while to catalog more Christmases, the three-layer cakes ablaze with birthday candles, the, bl the blizzard Billy took a shovel to, Phil's lawnmower tour of the yard, the tree forts, the shoot 'em ups between the boys in new string ties and cowboy hats and holsters, or mother sticking a bow as big as mouseketeer ears in my hair, 
my father sometimes turned the gaze of his camera to subjects more artistic or universal. Long close-ups of a rose's face, a real-time sunset, nearly an hour. What surely were some brilliant autumn leaves before their colors faded to dry beige on the aging film. A great deal of pacing at the zoo by polar bears and tigers caged, he seemed to say, like him. What happened between him and her is another story. And just as well we have no movie of it. Only some unforgiving scowls she gave through terrifying ticking silence when he must have asked her. No soundtrack for a smile. Still, what I keep yearning for isn't those generic cherry blossoms at their peak, or the brave daffodil after a snowfall. It's the rerun surprise of the unshuttered prefab blanks of windows at the back of the house, and how the lines of aluminum siding are scribbled on with meaning only for us who live there. It's the pair of elephant bookends I'd forgotten, with the upraised trunks like handles and the books they meant to carry in one block to a future that scattered all of us. And look, it's the stoneware mixing bowl figured with hand-holding dancers handed down so many years ago to my own kitchen, still valueless, unbroken. Here she's happy, teaching us to dye the Easter eggs in it, a Grecian urn of sorts near which, a foster child of silence and slow time myself, I smile, because she does, and patiently await my turn. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday with another poem for you. As a small business owner, your to-do list is long. The Knot makes advertising easy and connects you with the right couples at the right time. Visit vendors.thenot.com slash podcast for 15% off your first month with code PODCAST15.